Welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the Emet community, and we are so very, very pleased and happy to have all of you out there tuning in with us today. We're going to be coming to you from one of our Sunday morning services, and we hope and pray that the message today will be a blessing to you. We're going to continue this morning with our study of the candlestick made of gold. Uh, if you will turn in your Bibles to Exodus chapter 25, move down, if you will, to verse 37. Exodus 25, verse 37, And thou shalt make the seven lamps thereof, and they shall light the lamps thereof, that they may give light over against it. And the tongs thereof, and the snuff dishes thereof, shall be of pure gold. Of a talent of pure gold shall he make it with all these vessels. And look, that thou make them after their pattern, which was showed thee in the mount. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, it is indeed an honor and a privilege to be able to stand before your people today and to minister your word. And Lord, I ask for the anointing of your spirit to rest upon me, Lord, to say those things which will be edifying to these that have gathered as well as those that are listening by radio as well. Lord, may something be said here today that will answer questions Lord, that your people might be drawn closer to you and edified. And Lord, we're just careful to give you praise, glory, and honor for it all in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. This of which I've just read to you, out of all the components of the candlestick of which we've looked at, is probably the most important of all. The tongs and the snuff dish, which is mentioned here in these verses, pertain to the sanctification process which takes place within the hearts and lives of the believer. Now, don't get scared when I mention the word sanctification. Sanctification is not a Pentecostal term. It's a Christian term term. It is a process that every single one of us go through, and if you do not understand this process, then you're not going to make it, to be honest with you. You're not going to make it. Before I get into that, let me go back and look at some of these components of the candlestick once again. In the 31st verse of Exodus 25, thou shalt make a candlestick. That speaks of the incarnation, God becoming a man in order to save mankind. Thou shalt make a candlestick of pure gold. The pure gold represents the deity of Christ. Jesus Christ was a man. But Jesus Christ was also God. If I were to be in public anywhere, 
and mention the name God. The world out here by and large will accept that term. It is a generic term, God. I pray to God, whatever the case. But when you narrow it down and you say Jesus Christ is God, or you pray in the name of Jesus Christ, you're going to strike fire. Are you hearing me? You're going to strike fire when you use the name of Jesus Christ. Do you realize right now here in America that despite 9-11 and the Muslim attacks that are taking place all over this world today, that there is still more hatred for Jesus Christ in this world than there is Allah. Allah didn't come into this world and die on a cross for your sins, but Jesus Christ did. Jesus Christ was fully God. He was fully man at the same time. Just because Jesus was born of a virgin Mary, lived a perfect life, healed every single sick person that ever came to him, even raised the dead. Those things, as important as they were, were not enough to save mankind. Jesus Christ had to go to the cross and die. Of a beaten work shall the candlestick be made. Our redemption was a beaten work upon the cross of Calvary. Of a beaten work shall the candlestick be made. And Jesus Christ suffered all of that for you and I. You and I are symbolized by the six branches that are in the candlestick. Six is man's number. Man was created on the sixth day. The Antichrist, his number will be six, six, six. Six is a number of imperfection and incompletion. Man without God is incomplete. But the moment... You accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. You are then joined to Him. You're then joined to the one. The only one way. You're then joined to the one. Your six is then made into a seven. Glory to God. And the number seven is God's number of perfection, completion, and universality. Brother James, what are you saying? I'm saying this. Jesus Christ completes me. Jesus Christ will complete you. And anyone else who comes to the Lord Jesus Christ, you are complete in Him. As you put your faith in His finished work. If you look in verse 33, three bowls made like unto almonds. The almond-shaped bowls speak of resurrection. Resurrection life. I'm not referring to the rapture. Although the rapture will take place and it's guaranteed, you're guaranteed to go in the rapture if your faith is in the finished work of Christ. But the resurrection life that is referred to here is the resurrection life that Jesus has now. 
When Jesus was raised from the dead, the power of the Holy Spirit did that in him. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that renews you. You become a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You are then born again. Glory to God. Born again. And there's nothing in the world like it. Glory to God. There's nothing in the world like being saved. I prayed with someone just this past week to be saved. Several days went by. I didn't hear anything. I didn't know how to get up with them. And the other night I got a text on my phone. I didn't know who it was. Just some number comes up there. Life is great. Glory to God. Life is great. I text them back. I said, glory to God. Who are you? And then they told me who they were. And it was the one that I had prayed with. Life is great. He'll give you peace you never knew. Sweet love and joy in heaven too. Only Jesus can satisfy your soul. Mm, mm, mm. Resurrection life Symbolized by the three bowls made like unto almonds The knops, Exodus chapter 25 verse 33 The knops resembled pomegranates Pomegranates is a type of fruit You as a child of God Once you are joined to Christ, and let me just stop right there before I go any further with that. When you accept Christ as your Savior, Christ is to be more than just an addition to your life. He is to be the center point, the centerpiece, the focal point of your life. And if you will make Him the focal point of your life, then there will be fruit And the Apostle Paul talked about the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, verse 22. He said, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. You walk in the Spirit simply by keeping your faith in the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's it. But I want to bear down on this for just a moment. We're talking about fruit of the Spirit. And the first one mentioned, that I ain't got time to go through all of that. But the first one that's mentioned there is love. It is a fruit of the Spirit. It is a supernatural fruit that does not come forth naturally. And what do you mean by that? I'm I'm, I'm meaning that. There's some people that's easy to love. See, I love it when people come up and they hand me money. Oh, wouldn't you? I love it when when Brother Marshall comes and brings me a five-gallon bucket of collards. 
I love it when people bring me corn and it's already shucked and cut off the cob and put in All I got to do is put it in the freezer. I love it. I love people when they do that. I love it when people come and, and cut my grass and say, Brother James, we love you. We appreciate you. I love you. Of course, I've had nobody to do that. But I love it when people say, Brother James, let me wash your car. Let me clean your house. Wouldn't you love it for somebody to just come up and cut your grass and wash your car? and just You just love people that go out of the way to do things for you. But when people stick you, it's hard to love somebody when they just... You go before the Lord in prayer and you say, Lord, please help that person. Jesus said, pray for those that despitefully use you. But deep down in your heart, you wish you knew how to drive a transfer truck. And you wish that they were in the middle of the road. Y'all got some pretty angel wings sprouting this morning. (laughs) Ain't y'all pretty? You see, you pray for people like that, but still in your heart there's. And you know there's a problem because you keep talking about it. Somebody brings it up and you just, oh, you just really get engrossed in it. You just. Does anybody in here know what I'm talking about? Am I the only one here today? It's bad when it's the world out here, but when it's your own family that does it. Oh, let me bring it down to where it's at. When your own church family does it. I'm talking about love. A supernatural fruit of the Spirit. When somebody does you over good, I mean really do you in for several thousands of dollars. And they're standing in front of you, and you know they're doing you over, but all of a sudden there's a supernatural love that comes up inside for that person. And you can put your arm around them. That's the supernatural fruit of the Spirit that I'm talking about. If you follow what I'm saying, it is a supernatural fruit of the Spirit that comes forth in due season. In the natural, you'd wring their neck. But God the Holy Ghost comes up inside of you at those times and you put your arm around that person and you love them. You can't explain it, but it happens. That's the best example that I can give to you as it pertains to fruit of the Spirit. It is a supernatural thing. The next thing in that candlestick was the flowers. The flowers represented lilies, purity, holiness. None of us have any holiness. There's none that doeth good, no, not one. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But once you're in Christ, there can be purity and holiness there. Sir, you've drunk enough alcohol that you can float a boat. But Jesus Christ can save your soul and set you free and there's righteousness and holiness there. Young lady, you may have sold your body. Put yourself up on that auction block of sin. But you come to the Lord Jesus Christ. When He gets done with you, there's purity and holiness there. 
and it is for all mankind. There is purity and holiness, but it's only as you are in Christ Jesus. So in the six branches that come out of the candlestick, that is for all mankind, makes no difference who it is. He said in verse 37, Thou shalt make the seven lamps thereof. The lamps were made of flax. Flax is a tall, slender plant that grows beside the river banks. Egypt was one of the largest producers of flax. Egypt is a type of the world. You and I are represented by that piece of flax. We were in the world. We were in Egypt. But there came a day when someone harvested you. When someone put their hand upon you and said, I want you. And he took you out of the world and said, I want to use you. And that was the Lord Jesus Christ. Understand, as a child of God, we are to come out from among the world and be separate. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. Separation. The moment you get saved, there is separation, sanctification takes place. But they would take that piece of flax, pour oil into that bowl at the top of the candlestick, and you can see it, one of those bowls right there. There's seven of them across the top here. That oil was olive oil, a type of the Holy Spirit. That piece of flax would be taken and submerged into that oil right up here on top of the candlestick. And that oil would run up into that piece of flax. And the priest would set it on fire. And the light of it would then light up the inside of the tabernacle. Here's the thing, and this is the part that you need to grasp and understand. The moment you get saved, you are sanctified, but there is a process that we all have to go through. When that flax was growing beside the riverbanks in Egypt, it soaked up the impurities that were in the soul. It had to have them in order to live, in order to survive. But those impurities and things are in there. And once that oil, that olive oil gets to flowing through that piece of flax and the fire is going, those impurities that are inside will come to the surface, builds up a soot, and the light begins to dim down. The oil begins to be used more and more, but less and less light is being put out 
because of the impurities that are coming to the surface. You see, you're saved, but there's still some impurities inside. And the Lord wants to set you on fire. He's filled you with his spirit and he wants to set you on fire. But these impurities will come to the surface. And this is where the snuff dish and the tongs come into play. The priest would go into the tabernacle twice a day. And he would take the snuff dish and extinguish the fire. How many of you know of some people that have had a burnout? Just spiritually burn out. The snuff dish puts out the flame. The priest would then take the tongs and remove that piece of flax, remove the wick. But here's the beautiful thing about it. He doesn't throw it away. Are you hearing me? He removes it. You know of people right now, they've experienced a spiritual burnout. And they are no longer here. But the priest doesn't throw them away. He takes that piece of flax. And he trims the wick. He trims the soot off. It's a process that every single one of us have to go through. He trims the wick, submerges it back down into that oil on top of the candlestick, and lights it up again. This was done twice a day. Jesus Christ is our great high priest. Glory to God. If there are some of you listening to me right now, you've experienced spiritual burnout. You've been removed from the church. I want you to know God has not given up on you. He won't throw you away. But He wants to take you. He wants to trim you up. He wants to clean you up. He wants to fill you with His Spirit. And He wants to set you on fire again. Glory to God. Twice a day. Some of us need it more than twice a day. But however much it takes, you understand, the Lord is not going to give up on you. If you don't quit, God won't quit. Those impurities came to the surface in the midst of this process. These tools, the snuff dish and the tongs, was also made of gold. 
As we've already stated, gold typifies deity. This is a process that only God the Holy Ghost can do within our hearts and lives. And then he said, as we close out, Exodus 25, verse 40, Look that you make them after their pattern which was showed thee in the mount. This is the pattern. This is the way. This is the process that every single one of us have to go through. It is the pattern that God has ordained. See that you make them after the pattern which was showed you in the mount. If you do not go God's way, you're not going to make it. His way is through and by Jesus Christ and what He did at Calvary's cross and your faith in that finished work. And then the Holy Spirit can move and work in your life and do the things that need to be done. If you would like to have a free copy of the message you've just heard today, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. Established in the Faith is also on Facebook. Just look us up. You'll also find today's message there as well. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, feel free to give us a call. The number is 252-299-4234. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and financial support of listeners like you to contribute to this ministry. Make a check out to Friendship Church in the memo box, Write Radio Ministry. Mail it to Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hi, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you have been listening to Establishing the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He is the pastor of Friendship Original Free Will Baptist Church in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the Emmett community. On Sunday mornings, we have Sunday school starting at 945 and worship service at 11. The church is located one mile off of Highway 231 in Emmett, North Carolina. Just turn in front of Johnston Auto Savage on the Friendship Church Road. We would love to have you and hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. God bless.